Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 111. 111. Isn't that a fun number? Emotions as fuel. First, have you read my book? If you haven't, go to the show notes to get your copy today. And if you have, will you leave a review on Amazon or Goodreads or wherever you bought the book? It's available at Target, online at Target and Walmart and a lot of different places. If you'll leave a review where you purchased it, I would be so grateful. Thank you. Second, this week, I'm holding a free webinar, Healing Your Grieving Heart. We're going to have some fun with it doesn't sound like a fun title, does it? (laughs) But we're going to have some fun with it. You're going to get some next steps for making 2021 a year of healing. Doesn't that sound lovely? It's going to be Thursday, January 14th at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, but I'll send you a recording too. So you can listen live and then listen to the recording. And who knows, we might even have a giveaway during the live broadcast. In fact, I think we will. So get registered today and put it on your calendar. You can go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash healing your grieving heart. And healing is capitalized. Yours capitalized. Grieving is capitalized. Heart is capitalized. Just like a title, but all one word. Or you can follow the link in the show notes if you want to make it easy. And I will see you there. I'm looking forward to seeing you there on Thursday. Were you like me? Did you make a mess during Christmas? We sure did. And doesn't cleaning up feel amazing? Maybe like me, you had this huge mess over Christmas. Maybe not. Maybe your family isn't as messy as mine. My family's fun and messy. And it's really not, it's not so much that we're super, super messy. It's just that we're big. There's lots of people. And I found the more people, the more mess, right? So during the holiday, when my daughter was here, she was itching for a project. So we tackled my office closet. Oh, I'm so grateful for her for helping me get that a little more organized. I had everything on the shelves and so forth, but I, you know, we kind of rearranged the office. We rearranged some furniture. We got some buckets to organize the closet a little better. And it's been so great. I'm able to find what I need. I've just noticed how this week as I was doing certain things and finding things was just so much easier. She also helped me get started on my art room that has the only room in the house that I haven't completely unpacked since we moved. That just gave me some motivation to keep going and to to keep setting that up to get it all get it all arranged. And since then, since we did the project on the office and we started on the art room, I've done more cleaning. And I've been watching, I don't know if you watch this, but I've been watching the Marie Kondo show on, on, not on Amazon. I think it's on Netflix. And it's just been a natural process for me since I've been kind of watching that. I didn't do that on purpose. I just was looking for something to watch while I was working on something and thought, Oh, this is, you know, this might be interesting. But now having watched that and doing the the couple projects that we did over the holidays, I see a drawer and I think, oh, I know how to organize that better. And so 
I'll talk, tackle these little projects throughout the day as I'm going about my day. And that's been a lot of fun and it makes it feel doable because I'm just making a little bit of progress each day. And that's really what it's all about. That's a little of how my mind works now too, because I've done all this work and all this understanding around mind and, uh, there are just, you know, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but I've done so much work around my mind and how that influences the, the work that I do and how that influences the results that I get. And it's not that, it's not that my mind doesn't get messy. They're still messy, but I'm more prepared to handle them like never before. Just like I feel more prepared to handle the messes in my house than I have in years past and cleaning up our mind and our heart after the pain of loss is kind of a big deal. Like it's not kind of a big deal. It is a big deal saying, and maybe you've heard this, but you'll hear people say that we have to grieve forever. You know, there's certain losses and there's certain experiences where people will tell you you have to grieve forever. Like saying we have to live with all the trash around us. It's about the same thing as no one is going to say, you know, if, if your house is messy, like, you know, everybody's house gets messy. If your house is messy, it's like someone coming in and saying, Hey, you have to live with this mess the rest of your life. There's no alternative. Now, Christmas trash, the mess in our house is way different than the pain of, of loss. I, I get that. I know you get that, but there is a, we can look at it similarly. It's just that the pain of loss is, is kind of a, the messiness of our mind in some ways. And I want, want you to distinguish between your higher self and your mind. You are not your mind. Your mind is a tool. It's really hard to make that distinction. But as I've worked on it, I've been able to more and more and more make that distinction. You can think of higher self. You can think of spirit. However you want to look at that, your mind is a tool. It's not who you are. It's not your identity. So we're going to talk a little more about how you can use your mind as a tool to help you instead of just letting it run wild. So you get to decide. You get to decide how you want to use your mind. Last year, the the title of this episode is Emotions as Fuel. How did we fuel last year? Last year, what I saw was that collectively, 2020 was fueled by fear. So let me explain. What we think, think impacts our emotions, and our emotions impact our behavior, which impacts the results we get. So if your 2020 was fueled with grief and fear, chances are you didn't get the results you wanted. And that's totally okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's just a learning process. I think everyone, I don't think there's anyone that can't look back on 2020 and feel like they would have liked better results. And on default, as humans, we think whatever And we feel whatever, which means we do whatever and we get whatever. Okay, again, just to break that down for you again, it's our thoughts that influence our emotions, that influences our behavior, and what we do 
determines our results. Because your emotions fuel your actions and your results, it's so worthwhile to get involved. And that's what we're all about here. We're all about getting involved in the process. Yes, grief is normal. Yes, grief is hard and consuming. But over time, and maybe you've had this experience already where you can see that the early days of grief were just a lot harder than it is now. Maybe that's not been your experience. I don't know where you're at in your particular journey. But over time, you're, generally your grief starts to lessen gradually, but there's a point of diminishing returns, meaning that if we just allow the natural process, there's a point where the grief doesn't just keep getting better on its own. This is the messy place in the middle where you have to get involved or things will deteriorate instead of getting better. We don't stand still. You don't stand still. You, you may think that you can just live with whatever and be okay and just stay status quo, stay where you are, but you're either incrementally improving overall or you're slowly declining overall. But how in the world do you get on the track of improvement? How do you avoid decline? How do you affect the outcome? How do you affect your behaviors and your emotions? It feels out of your control, doesn't it? But it's not. And that's the good news. Like right now, I say it's not. And you might feel like, oh my gosh, but it is. And you might have a lot of resistance to that. And I totally get it. It's okay. But it's good news that you can get involved in the process you can get involved in your healing journey. You can get involved in the emotions that you're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. It's not, it's not like turning on and off a switch, but as you get involved, you get better and better at it. It's all about the fuel you feed your life, the fuel of feelings. So you get involved. You learn how to work with your feelings, not against them. Now think back, what was your primary feeling? What was the overall feeling that you experienced in 2020? What, From what I observed, many people fueled their year 2020 with fear, discouragement, and even anger. Maybe you felt some of those emotions too, in addition to the grief that you're experiencing. Now think back, think to a time you felt fearful. You had, and you had to do something. You were, you were in fear, but you had to do something. How did you do it? How did your fear affect your behavior? How did your fear affect your outcome of the thing that you did? Now remember a time when you did something from love, from the emotion of love. What did that look like? How did love affect your behavior and your outcome? I'm going to take a wild guess here. I want you to really think about those two things. I want you to really, really dive in and remember that feeling of fear. Remember how you reacted, how you responded from that place of fear. Remember that feeling of love. I want you to remember a specific situation. Remember that feeling of love, how it felt and what you did. 
because I'm going to take a wild guess that doing something from love felt way better than doing something or anything from a place of fear. Okay, again, remember, fear is a normal human emotion. So as I talk about these different emotions, don't think that there's any like bad or good or I should never feel fear again. That's not what we're talking about. But you're also saying, but Julie, I don't have a choice. How I feel is how I feel. And yes, it's true. How you feel is how you feel. Again, it's a human emotion. Definitely acknowledge all your feelings, how you're presently feeling. Definitely be compassionate with yourself regardless of what you're feeling. But let's look at where feelings come from. Feelings in large part come from what you're thinking. Go back to that moment when you felt fear. What were you thinking? Maybe it was something like, I don't have the money to pay rent, or I can't find a job, or my life is falling apart, or my husband doesn't love me. All these thoughts could cause feelings of fear. Now go back to the moment when you felt love and you were acting out of love. What were you thinking? Maybe it was something like, I love where I live. I so enjoy my job. It's so much fun to go every day. My husband is so handsome. I just love him. Or my baby is cute and fun and I just love her. All these thoughts could cause feelings of love. If you get involved in your thoughts, in what you're intentionally thinking, you can create more love instead of fear. Do you see how that works? It's a little simplified here, but I hope that you can see the distinction of how that works and how your thoughts create those emotions. This is how you use your mind as a tool. You use your mind to think intentionally, to direct yourself, your thoughts, your emotions. And therefore, because when you direct yourself, your thoughts and your emotions, you're directing your behaviors and your results. You're not going to make progress. You're not going to make the progress you want from a place of discouragement or inadequacy or fear. Instead, you can acknowledge those feelings so they are free to continue to move through you. And you can then choose an intentional thought to practice to create the feelings you do want, such as love and gratitude. Love and gratitude are both hugely powerful feelings. You will make progress from a place of love and gratitude. So take a deep dive, look at the trash you've allowed in your mind space and take it out. So I ask, what emotion do you want as fuel for 2021 for your healing year? What thoughts will you need to think to feel that emotion more often this year so you can fuel your year with whatever that emotion is that you, do you want to, to really focus on this year? I encourage you to write it down and write it down everywhere. Write down the emotion that you're working on creating and write down the thought that's going to help you create it or thoughts. Maybe even journal on it each week. We're actually going to talk about 
uh, intentional journaling next week um, on the podcast. But remember, it's not about all or nothing. It's about progress. So let's say you choose the word love and you post that word up and you have these thoughts. Maybe it was something similar to what I, what I read. Whatever the thought is, whatever the feeling is that you chose, if you look at that word and it reminds you to fuel, to create that fuel, then that's a good thing. If you look at that word and it discourages you and it, and you look at it and you go, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. What emotion are you creating when you say, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. You're creating confusion and doubt and maybe even a little fear. See how powerful our thoughts are and the way that we look at it. So look at the word and, and let it fill you with that emotion instead of discouraging you because fuel is important, isn't it? If you're like me, maybe you have a gas run car. If I go to the station and I fill, fill my car with diesel fuel, how well is my car going to run? Not very well. And it's the same with us. Our emotions are fuel. What are we fueling our day with, our week with, our month with, our year with? Whether you're choosing them or you're just letting them happen, emotions are there. Get involved and use your emotions as fuel to create what you want. I can help. Because this is challenging, especially in grief. It's why I do what I do, because I see the challenge of it. And I want to help. Really, really, really want to help. That's why I do this podcast every week. I just want to help because I know how painful it is. I know how hard it is. I know how virtually impossible it is to do on your own. You feel at the effect of your emotions instead of realizing you do have some say in what you feel at some level. This is going to be so individual. So let's talk about how you might apply what you're learning here how it might apply to you, how you would want to use this tool or anything else that we've talked about on the podcast, you can schedule a free call with me at buildalifeafterloss.com backslash talk, T-A-L-K, buildalifeafterloss.com backslash talk. Do it today and we can talk in the next couple of days while your thoughts and questions are fresh. There is no accident that you are here. If you read my book, you know that a few years ago, I felt inspired that I was supposed to do something to help others who were suffering with loss like I had. It was a journey. It was a long, hard, sometimes confusing, sometimes discouraging journey trying to figure out what that was that I was supposed to do to help. But here I am now trained as a grief coach, offering how I went from being an absolute puddle on the floor unable to manage my life, to living a good life full of hope and love and good things. It's a miracle, but it's not just a miracle. It's a miracle that's available, not just to me, but it's available to you too. And I offer you the same encouragement. And if you're looking for what to do next, I can help. How to rebuild your life. If you're looking for how to rebuild your life, you're in the right place. 
Remember to register for the free webinar, Healing Your Grieving Heart. It's 30 minutes of goodness, maybe longer if we have a lot of questions, but planning on about 30 minutes to help you on your way to start 2020 to be a healing year. Grief is hard. I know it is, but it's also possible to heal and you can make great progress in your healing in 2021. More progress than you have any ideas possible in healing your heart. You really can. I know how to guide you there. Let's do this. Join me next week for reflective journaling. I think I called it intentional journaling a minute ago. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I thought, that's not the word. What's the word? (laughs) But join me next week. We'll be talking about reflective journaling. Have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.